0: Hey everybody, we're in the midst of a few months of focusing on movement skills for climbers, but honestly, I'm not happy with just putting more info out there. So we're making an effort to not only collect the dots, but to connect the dots. And the main place I'm doing that is in our monthly newsletter, The Current. Once a month in your inbox, you'll get not a sales email, but my recent light bulb moments or interrogations of how we've always done things and what we could maybe be doing better. You'll also get the dots connected for you between all of the podcast episodes, blog posts, YouTube videos, and more so that together we can learn, grow, and excel. The link is right there in your show notes. Thanks for the support. so you're a coach or a climbing partner or simply a concerned friend you're watching your client student partner or bestie struggle and you want to help but how well that's actually a great question because the answer is situational it entirely depends on the goal Today, we're going to learn why. You're listening to Taped Tips from Power Company Climbing and Plug Tone Audio. I'm your host, Chris Hampton. So, is this practice? Is the goal to learn? Or is this performance, and the goal is to send. See, there's a huge body of research into how coach feedback affects athletes. And while, like all sports science, it depends in large part on the individual, there are some simple, general, ahem, ahem is the universal audio signal for air quotes, rules that we can follow. First, The timing of your feedback is important. Science, because it often likes to use words that we would almost never choose in real life, says that feedback can be given concurrently or terminally. This means that you can discuss it during the attempts, concurrently, or afterward, maybe on the drive home, terminally. The sports scientists, they say that there's a difference. Discussion during the attempts is better for performance, while discussion after the fact is better for learning. So let's say you and your partner are in the gym for a training or practice session, or maybe even outside getting some attempts on a boulder that represents an anti-style that your partner hopes to get better at. The goal here is probably to learn. So you, the partner, coach, or concerned friend, should stop giving beta. Conversely, what if it's the last day of the trip and these attempts need to count? The heat of the summer is moving in next week and your partner is going to need good conditions to get the thing done. Or simply the focus of the day at the gym is testing the skills you've been building. Well, this sounds like performance. So spray away, assuming your partner wants that spray. Asking first is pretty simple. And timing isn't all that matters. How often you're giving feedback is another factor that needs to be considered. In general, researchers have found that more feedback impairs learning but improves performance to a point. In 1998, a study conducted by Weeks and Cordes found that when learning a soccer throw-in, athletes that received technique tips on every throw ended up doing worse than the group who only got feedback on one out of every three throws. That group, the one out of three, showed better form, better transfer at different distances, and did better on skill retention tests. So in that must-send situation, more is sometimes better, but be careful not to overdo it. And to be honest, the constant, incessant spray is annoying as hell anyway, even if it were better for performance, which in the quantities that I hear it at the crag, it likely isn't. But for learning, less is definitely better. We have to let climbers struggle a bit for them to learn. Even if you, the coach, knows the answer. Even if you can do that move in your sleep and they just haven't found the right position yet, but it's right there and they're so close. Even then, keep your mouth shut. Let them learn. So maybe... Before you decide to spray or to give your partner technique tips, consider the situation. Consider the goal. Do they need to do that move today? Or is it going to be more valuable for them to struggle? To recap, if the goal is to learn, then give less feedback, particularly while they're trying to figure out how to do the moves. But if this is performance, and sending is what needs to happen, then by all means, with permission, help them the best you can. Work through the beta with them while they're in the thick of it. And when I say work through the beta, that's what I mean. Work through it. Don't just tell them exactly how to do the move unless you're absolutely sure that you know how they should do it. I mean, we've all given beta to someone that they couldn't make work but then they try a solution that's impossible for us and they find it so much easier. So are you positive your way is best? Maybe keep this in mind. While I can't cite any studies, though I'd bet they're out there, if you find yourself extremely sure most of the time that your way is the best way for everyone, then you're probably usually wrong. In my new course, Coaching for Mastery, we not only cover these ideas, but we go so much deeper into the topic of feedback, the research, the theory, my experience, and how you can practically apply it. We also have a 10-week mentorship group open right now. There are a few spots left if you want to join myself and a small group of coaches in exploring the rabbit holes that crisscross beneath the surface of effectively coaching climbers. Links are right there in the show notes in your pocket supercomputers.